Alright guys, we've got an announcement to make. No, just do it in your English accent. <laughs> Alright guys, we've got an announcement to make. Blue White is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Mm, Go to harrys.com slash blue white to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Wow. Ooh. Rich lathering shave gel mm. Ooh, mm. and travel blade cover because we all need that. And a cabbage. No cabbage. You got all that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's, Gareth. So worth it. Yeah, so Harry's is fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with the quality and durable blades at a fair price. So Harry's fair. founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned, just like me and you. Do you know, they were so tired, they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. Did you know that? That's been making yeah. quality blades for over 95 years. That's just good. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com forward slash blueire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love our shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Full refund. A full refund. Again, make sure you go to alexharrys.com slash blueire to redeem your razor for just $3. $3. Can I shave my pubes with it? Colchester United's Sammy Schmodix is unable to recognise himself in the mirror. <laughs> We're just two guys who like talking about football, just enjoying it. The overwhelming stench Pink. of ready salted crisps. Smells. I know what James Mill smells like. Rice cakes. Yeah. <laughs> because this podcast isn't just all stupid shit. Just mainly stupid shit. Can we try and get Ian Holloway on here? Get Ian Holloway on this one. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? I actually think he would. I think he would. I think he would come to Bristol. We'll I, use, no, he's a Bristolian. We'll use our... Ian Hall is a Bristolian. We'll right, use our um, connection with John. Yeah. We'll ask John to yeah. message... He's got to come on. He's just got to get my driveway. That's his only, that's yeah, only problem. Yeah, your driveway is a nightmare. I don't think he drives anything... Um, I reckon I can't he's imagine a tractor. He's... Yeah. <laughs> he's got a tractor. <laughs> he's got a tractor. I was thinking like a an John old... Deere a really old school mini. Or, or like chicken decals on it. I think, I think if he was, yeah, as long as he's not, we've we've had this discussion. Getting uh, footballers here is a bit of a nightmare to get up that drive because we imagine most of them would be driving Ferraris. And yeah, I think I think you've got more chance of a footballer driving their Range Rover up Kilimanjaro than your driver. Oh, Range Rover would be all right up there. No, it wouldn't. No. Nothing would. As long as it's not really low you to the ground. You have to get them to park six miles down the road. And get their skateboards down here. Uh, one of the lads drives a Ferrari 420. Who does? Um, Will's just, mate, just, Nick. Just one of the lads. Yeah, and he he didn't even attempt to get up there. He refused. <laughs> Don't fucking blame him. Yeah. My car is so scratched on the front. I oh, should yeah. charge you damages. Yeah. Damages to my car and my mental psyche from Two Lies and the Truth. You've ruined me. But yeah, mate, it's nice to be... Do you feel like 50 times more chilled out? Yeah. I mean, it's not great. Like, the microphone is literally balancing on my pot belly. But as long as you don't lose weight, you'll be fine. <laughs> There's no chance of that happening. No, probably not. <laughs> well, Mrs. Lister's this like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, stop. I guess I'm going to do it on the gym. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Pot belly is popping the microphone. Another episode of Goalpost of Jumps, mate. What episode are we on now? We're on episode 23. 
the David Beckham special. That's what we should have done. Oh, fuck. We've missed, we missed a trick. There. Sorry, David. I know you're Episode 23. Episode 23, top five. Top five. All time. Center defense midfielders post the year 2000. Post the year 2000. I don't know why I chose 2000. I just don't know why I said all time either because it's top post. five. It's post. But yeah, top five central defense midfielders post the year 2000. Catchy. And I come up. <laughs> Very catchy name. Yeah. I, I come up with this idea because that's my favorite position on the pitch. Why? I play it. Or when I used to or play. I suppose when I used you. to play center yeah. defense midfield. But I grew up idolizing central defense midfielders like Gary Speed and such. And one of them I will obviously mention in my top five. And I think it's just an unsung position on the pitch, which is why I've started with this position. If we ever do this ever again, which we might not. Actually, probably not, because there's exciting changes happening soon. We're not yeah. going to say what, Yeah. but this podcast is... Uh, going in a new direction. New direction. Good direction. One direction. I, kn- I was going to say that, but I chose not to say it, because there's no point saying it. Do you know what really fucks me off? Anyone, any bloke in a pub over the age of 50, yeah. if you go in there with, with any sort of fashion sense, oh, here's one direction, more like no direction, fuck oh off. Oh my fucking... Fuck off. Yeah. Get, just get out of my life. Your jeans are ripped. What it's, you do? Fall off your skateboard? Yeah. Fuck you. They're, hey, uh, those, hey, those people, fuck you. Those people guaranteed if you say you're not from a city... For instance, you're not from a city. They'll always go, oh, do they have electricity up there, mate? <laughs> or the opposite way around. When I was living in London, when I used to go back to a local, oh, here's big smoke. Fuck it. Big smoke. I would love to get a collection of all those people, all those people. If we ever come across one, we slip them a business card with a podcast name on, be like, and get them on. Yeah. Get like 50 of them on mm. and pretend that we've got them on to do an episode and just say, fuck off. <laughs> and then tell them to leave. That's so elaborate. Just tell them to leave. Waste their time. And don't even pay for their expenses. They're uh, they're Jeremy Clarkson's. That's how I imagine them. They are. Jeremy they Clarkson. idolize Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. They all wear those jeans. With Cars like jeans. Those brown... Cars jeans stadium. <laughs> yeah. They all wear those like oversized baggy jeans with like... Uh, loafers. We can guarantee that we're safe with this because no I'm one's listening. listened to this. I'm glad. And they're all watching the Rugby World Cup if you're one of and drinking each other's piss. Uh, unsubscribe. Yeah. We've just lost a subscriber. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> your dad was one of your biggest fans. My dad. Your dad, your mum, your dog. Yeah. I found out the other day my dad doesn't listen to this. But, really? No, but he does give me like uh, top five ideas. Do you know what's nice? What? My mum and dad, um, every week, they say, <laughs> it's really sweet, but it's, it's just pointless. They say every week, oh, um, we rated your uh, podcast again, gave it a five star, and I, I ain't got the heart oh, to tell no. them. I ain't got the heart to tell them. You well, you can, can only, only do, do it once. once, every week. And they keep rating it. Yeah. Uh, but just let them have it, though, because yeah, they think they're like contributing there. Yeah. That's really nice of them. I know. That's so nice. That's such Every a, episode they go on there and rate it five stars. That's, have, they, have they listened to any episodes? Yeah. Really? My mum listens to it quite a lot. Really? My mum's already listening to Hi mum. 
It was. Is she still working in the hospital? Yeah. Does she listen to it when she's on a shift? Yeah. She lives, listens to it in between breaks. I And she doesn't find it funny, does she? Uh, she, she, her comment is always, you two are silly. <laughs> you two are you silly. Two are silly. Just, I just imagine her like looking after a patient or something. And then she starts pissing us off at rats playing football. <laughs> a rat scored a goal. Well, the thing is, it's difficult for your mum because obviously she's probably proud of you, but mm. she's not going to want to show this podcast and be like, oh, that's my son. Yeah. Because then they think, well, your son's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just something for her to be quietly proud of. Yeah. It would be the Very same thing as, it, as if you were like, you know, you started doing like, I don't know, like expressive dancing <laughs> or something. She'd be proud of you because she's your mum, but it's she like, show anyone. My son's a, a world-class expressive dancer. Oh, let's have a look. No. No, no, it's fine. You just, no, he hasn't got any. Well, surely he's got vid now. Uh, no, they all got lost. At this no rate, they probably just, when someone asks your mum about you, she just goes, yeah, he's, he's still alive. He's still, he's still there. He's still there. Doing all right. He's existing. Yeah. Central top. defensive midfielders. You've got your own top five. I've got my own top five. Yeah. We'll bounce back and forth. I reckon we've got a pretty, pretty similar list. I don't think we do. Oh. No. I think this is a very, this is a bit of a passion project for me because I, I just, I love, I came up with the idea in the group chat the other day because I was genuinely sitting there thinking, who are my top five? And I was like, holy shit. So I picked like 10 and I was like I genuinely love these people like they they were like for instance Gary Speed's not on my list because he's he, he was nowhere near good enough as the I five. can guess that there's going to be one or two that I don't have actually but, so I'm thinking of yeah, your favourite like, defensive I, I, I midfielders looked up, like when, when when kids are on the playground in school I just remember there was this weird kid in school who would always shout Santa Cruz when he'd scored like Rocky Santa Cruz is the you know, we all pretended to play, be a footballer on the, on the playground. Roque Santa Cruz, yeah, as in the former Blackburn, Blackburn striker. Yeah. He was like, he would score all the time. Yeah. And he would shout Santa Cruz when he'd score. And another guy would shout Lazio when he scored. And like, you know, I always used to play football, uh, like pretending to be Gary Speed. That's who I wanted to be. Like, I idolised the way he played. Mm. Used to want to like run my bollocks off and just like run up and down. Be that kind of like, you know, box to box midfielder, but that's I think it'll, they'll be a bit different. Well, do you want to kick yours off? Yeah. So number five for me, and it pains me not to put him higher, but this guy was I idolised him so much as a kid, more so than Gary Speed as I got a bit older. I don't and know I who it is. Wanting to play with him, uh, I bought FIFA two thousand and three. Yeah. Or my parents bought me it, and I fell in love with the way Edgar Davids looked. And that opening intro to FIFA Three, where he kicks the ball up into his shirt, spins it around. To be honest, like I, I was so obsessed with him that during the Euro two thousand six, I had that night kit which had like the numbers in the circles in the middle, and Edgar Davis hit the post in like the quarterfinals or mm. something. And then my brother, obviously at that age, he's four years older than me, so I was, I was fourteen at the time. Fourteen no, less. You would have been fourteen. Yeah, I was fourteen. Fuck, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. He goes... I was, I was thinking that. I was thinking, right, 2006, you're I, 14. Okay. In my story, I'm 10. No, it was you, 2004. Oh, yeah, make it, make, change no, it, it to make it feel, no, it make was. It feel better. When, no, it was with the blue ball. It was you, 2004. Okay. Cause, and you can search a kick. 12, still that. embarrassing if you did so anything. So anyway, you hit the post and Richard goes, ha, 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 your, your, your gay idol just hit the post. And I started crying. I was obsessed. But I just loved him. He was nicknamed the Pitbull. 
Juventus legend, played for Inter Milan, Barcelona, and of course, Barnett. So that's my number five. Edgar Davids. I promise I won't talk that much for all of them, but Edgar Davids is my favourite footballer of all time. Yeah. My number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually pains me, this one, not to have him higher, but because of the prestige of some of the players in this list, uh, they are legends. And this guy isn't quite a legend. It probably will be once he's retired. Retired. It's Ungolo Kante. Okay. Um, just just while we're on that, um, I'm glad you mentioned Kante because on our Instagram page earlier, which is at goalpost number four jumpers, um, I asked, or we asked, who is the goalpost army's favourite CDMs? And just some of the answers. Oh, give me some answers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, give me some I'll say four. So I've got, like, I'll say four or five or something. So Jason Fitzsick said Kante because he loves a goal against United. Uh, Ellis Cook says uh, Perlo or Busquets. But then everyone else said Kante. Every single oh, person. Really? Dan Solo, 1905. Luke MAFO underscore says Kante. So you're, I in, think, you're in good company there by saying that. I think with Kante, reasonably, like I said, I think once he retires, we're looking quite a way off. But the, what the guy's done from winning that title with Leicester, winning the title with Chelsea, winning the World Cup, becoming, was he, what was he, PFA Player of the Year 2016? Yeah. Um, his honours list is ridiculous. Uh, he finished eighth place. <laughs> to be fair, eighth place in the Ballon d'Or for a defensive midfield in 2017 is not bad. Uh, PFA Team of the Year 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017. I think he's the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League. Okay. I think Agreed. comfortably. And I think he is arguably the the most integral part of... Leicester winning the league and Chelsea winning the league following the following season. Good show. I, like uh, I would say so. So, yeah, N'Golo Kante's in there at number five for me. Uh, my number four is Patrick Vieira. I think um, Patrick Vieira is someone who, you know, growing up and even still now, like the older boys like my age and older than me, even like the 34-year-olds who you play, you know, power league with, like five-a-side football, they're like, they describe like oh, I play like a Vieira or like oh, he looks like a Vieira wait what do you mean what do you mean what do I mean they're saying that you play like a Vieira no no like they when when you ask someone who you've never seen before like oh I see how, oh my god how, I thought I thought you were trying to say that no, the people who really play with you Mike, by the way all of a sudden you're pretty much deep throwing it I thought I thought I thought that you were trying to no, cl- I wasn't saying that. claim that people say you're no, like a def- Vieira type. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so if someone who you've never played with before, you say, oh, you know, where, where do you kind of play? Or even yeah. the 11 side, like, oh, I play that kind of Vieira role. Right. Um, or the McAuley role kind of thing. So Patrick Vieira is my number four. Legend Arsenal. You know, he's great what he does. Insane player. So who's yours? Uh, my number four. And again, another painful one. To, to have him here, number four is Roy Keane. Okay. Roy Keane, as far as I'm concerned, the best captain I've ever seen. Yeah. The best yeah. captain. John Terry. John Terry. John Terry embodied quite a lot of what Chelsea was about, but in terms of a player that saw through two generations, 
two generations of kind of dominating teams. I agree. He's the best captain ever. Yeah. Actually. Roy Keane, Completely fantastic. Agree. And you just look at his titles, Premier League champions, 93, 94, 95, 96, 96, 97, 98, 99, 99, 2000, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. FA Cup winner, one, two, three, four times. Uh, Champions League winner. Team of the year, PFA, three, four, five, six times. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Roy Keane, extremely underrated. Because when you think of Roy, Who, Keane, Roy Keane, extremely underrated Wait for it. Extremely underrated in terms of his ability, yeah, his actual because, ability on the ball, right. his passing. passing. Yeah, people don't remember how good he was a passer. Think about Roy Keane making a bad pass. It didn't happen. No, because but the reason he never made a bad pass was because he set a precedent. If someone else was missing some passes, he would be all over them. Yeah, mental. Yeah. So and he, he set the he standard. Set he himself. set the standard for. For himself, he but would, he also he set standard he for the, the rest of the team. And he misplaced more than like ten passes. He probably would have gone in the change room and killed himself. Yeah, he was probably his own harshest crit- critic. But came back from a really serious injury. Yeah, and I've I've seen interviews of him saying how much he changed after that. Not in terms of like how he played, but his training, his physical fitness. He became something even better than what he was. So mm. post-98, 99, and that's a Roy Keane that's winning, or probably post-97, that's a Roy Keane that's winning titles yeah. and becomes this colossus midfielder who can do absolutely everything. So Roy Keane in there at number four for me. Well, that's a good segue into my number three because my number three is Roy Keane. Ah. So I've already talked about him now. Don't need to keep talking other than the fact that I always think of that Juventus performance with Roy Keane. That is probably... You know, I think Gareth Bale games into Milan. Sorry, I had to. You always, Bale. you always, you always remember. Well, someone wrote put certain performances from players, and yeah, that that Bale is exactly Milan, what I remember Roy for Keane, Roy, Keane. Roy Keane. Captain's goal for Manchester United. I remember yeah. the commentary. But that was that was obviously the big close to your heart. Nineteen ninety nine Champions League uh, semi final away in Turin. Away in Turin against Juventus. That's he. He was everywhere. He was everywhere, and that is. Not just for that reason. I I loved Roy Keane. I still love Roy Keane. And I'll talk about Roy Keane in my football scoop later, actually, because it's a good one. Oh, good. But that's my number three. What's your yeah, number two? That's a, that, by the way, is a Roy Keane who knows that he's not going to play in the Champions League final. Yeah. Uh, doing everything to get there. Actually, this is why it pained me to say Roy Keane at number four, because oh, my, number number th- my number three is Patrick Vieira. Yeah. So I was four. I've rated Keane above Vieira. You're rating Vieira above Keane. Yeah. Which to me is criminal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... I've got to. I've got to be. I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can. But Patrick Vieira, I just thought, in terms of his, his physical presence, his presence on a football pitch, it, he was a giant man. He was absolutely everywhere. He grabbed games by the scruff of the neck. Patrick Vieira for what he did for that Arsenal team, which I th- I think not just that, as a player, look at where did he go? Into was he into Milan? Yeah, into Milan. Um won titles, back to back titles there. Um well two thousand six, two thousand seven, uh oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Never played for someone like Real Madrid or Barcelona. I know Inter Milan at the time was huge. But yeah, I'm very I think surprised by that because he was a Galactico. He was someone who could have played for Barcelona as well. 
but they weren't they weren't the sort of players that they would look at. Yeah. So whereas Italian football and English football were quite similar in that, I guess in that Real sense, they had Makaleli as well. So yeah, they did. Well, obviously, and also not forgetting that Patrick Vieira won the World Cup in nineteen ninety eight. Um, did he win the Euros? Yeah, he did win the Euros yeah, two thousand. Runner up in two thousand six World Cup as well. Yeah. So I think on the international stage, that's possibly why I've lent towards. I don't want to just talk about players' honours because for me, I know what you're saying. What well, I'm like, I'm only giving you yeah. a bit of a background to yeah. why I think. And I, I do think when you look back at these players, you, you have to look at what they've won because a defensive midfielder, for me, is the linchpin of those the, these teams. It, for example, N'Golo Kante being the kind of, and as we agreed, possibly the the most integral part of those title-winning sides. You just know with N'Golo Kante, sorry to go back on N'Golo Kante, if Chelsea didn't have him right now, they would be absolutely... You, you know if he was taken out of that team that Lampard would be so much worse off. But yeah, I think any team with yeah. or with 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 is better, without is is significantly worse. And I think N'Golo Kante could probably play well, in any centre defence midfielder is the glue of of the team. He picks the ball up. Yeah. He's that he is that uh, conduit between you like that, don't you? He's the conduit between the defence and the midfield. He dictates that possession and so, I think dictates the game as well. If you've got a really yeah. a really top top cent- central defensive midfielder then that is the sort of player that will dictate not just just games individually, but where a title is going to go. Where a, if you if you in a, to- a tournament, for example, France N'Golo Kante fantastic in the World Cup winning side again Vieira in that World Cup yeah. winning side. So yeah, that's why I've gone for Vieira over Keane slightly. So number two, I've got current player for Barcelona Sergio Busquets. And I know right now you're thinking, who the fuck has he got as number one? Yeah. Sergio Busquets, huge fan. We're both... I can't believe there are some people out there who don't rate him. And those people who don't rate Busquets... I know, no, I, I don't mean they don't rate him. No, I've actually heard I, a lot of people say, nah, fucking Busquets yeah. is shit. Those people uh, who say that don't understand a, what a central defence midfielder is. Or when they're watching a football game, they either a don't watch football games and they watch highlights so all they see is forward scoring or B, when they're watching a game they just don't have that football brain they've never played football at a decent level or not just that but they just they don't understand the game of football and it sounds like I'm like calling people out and I'm being a bit egotistical I'm not I just think if you know football you know how vital Sergio Busquets is to that Barcelona team Mm. and how he is been one of the best players for the last 20 years uh, 15 years or something like he is incredible at what he does I, I think people yeah, look no, at the time where he winked when he dived I oh. don't care about that it's like it happens all the time for me the way Bush gets just like he that kind of ticky tack of football with Barcelona he's always central to it mm. he's always central to the build up yeah he very rarely misplaces a pass in the similar vein that Xavi never did. And he does, he's happy doing the simple things, the unattractive things, and allowing the more expressive, more talented play in terms of skillful you, players. You say that, but I think well, when you said skillful. when he's happy, first thing I thought, it went, Sergio Busquets is happy to receive the ball with three players around him. Oh. And will come out yeah, sorry. I, the other side. Yeah with the ball and playing a pass, a forward pass. Whereas a normal footballer 
would run into space where there aren't any players around them before they ask for the ball. Busquets would ask for the ball if everyone on the other team is marking him. Fantastic on the ball, fantastic on the half turn. And it's something that I think that the England team in particular have missed for a long time is a defensive midfielder who can do what Paul a Scholes. Busquets could do. Paul Scholes, yeah. But Paul Scholes isn't... Maybe he was, but, but he, he wasn't. Could, he he wasn't do. what Busquets can do. Yeah, but he could kind of do it. To his, I'm thinking of Paul an England Scholes. Player. I'm just thinking of an England player. Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking from my point of view. And Eric Dier. <laughs> I can't believe you still don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Dier. It's not. It's Dier. Okay. It's um. He is Dier. We we haven't had we haven't had a player certainly in my lifetime who can take the ball like a Busquets. Not just that, take the ball on a half turn, but also dictate play from his position. Yeah. And you always see classic examples when we've come up against those players mm-hmm. as an England team in tournaments. Those players have been the players that dictated the players that I think of. Maybe Zidane, maybe uh, Perlo more recently. And even, even when we played uh, Holland, we played the Netherlands in the most recent, the Nations League. Yeah. We came up against a top team, and who's running the show? You've got Wijnaldum there, but Frankie De Jong, a player who can do everything that we want. Well, De Jong nominee, yeah. I'm really interested, by the way, to know your top two now. Hey, my number top, two. I know your number one is, but my number have, two. Is, you haven't told me, but I know what your number one is. My number two is, is there for nostalgia, but also for the fact do that. Do you mind if, by the way, I take a pee break? No. Okay, I'm back. I've had a pee. I should have taken my mic in just so people could do my flow. So your number two. My number two. Yeah, for for probably pure fact that he had almost a position named after him. He became the modern day central defensive midfielder, Claude McAlealy. Yeah. Yeah, obviously look, a guy who was fantastic at what he did, but became something that almost sort of started to revolutionise not just English football, world football, because of the player he was playing that defensive midfielder. Yeah. He could also be someone who, for for me, that Chelsea side 04-05 is possibly one of the best, best teams we've ever seen in the Premier League. And again, someone who's, for me, who's probably embodied that, the spirit of that side. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't want to go into too much because we're talking about CDMs, but I'd say the Chelsea side is probably after Invincibles, current Man City side, and potentially the current Liverpool side. But McAuley, yeah, that's McAuley. I, Mac- I think McAuley and Vieira have something in common in that. Some people say I play like McAuley. Some people say I play like Vieira. Yeah. For some reason, people don't say I play like Keane. Do you know what I mean? As much as that? Yeah, but Roy Keane had a different... I don't know, Roy Keane, maybe not such a, as a unique style or a standout style, whereas McAuley quite... Like I said, because he was at the forefront of revolutionising that style of football, or that, that not that style of football, more the, that how position in the, on the pitch. How did McAuley revolutionise that style of football? Because he became a player that everyone realised they needed. So before you so would like Kante now basically. 
you you would always see that obviously there's always been defensive midfielders obviously yeah, we've talked about Keane Fiera before that we've talked about great defensive midfielders Edgar Davids but McAuley who could control not just the flow of the game but also who could do all the gritty bits the the dirty bits the yeah. the tackles well, does now. the interceptions yeah. and I I think Claude McAuley was that player that kind of everyone thought they needed a Claude McAuley at that point yeah. Yeah, Claude McAuley, like, for anyone who doesn't know it, Alex, tell people about, you know, because he, he would have retired long before a lot of our listeners would have, you know, watched the Premier League. Yeah. What, well, I mean, he was still there 2006, 2007 sort of time, still winning things. But I think if you want me to describe what Claude McAuley is in comparison to a modern day, mm. you might look at someone like, maybe Fernandinho okay I'm not a big fan of Fernandinho oh, I love Fernandinho I think he's fantastic yeah yeah I just Fernandinho's fantastic he's he's the only one that I think would rival in that position defensive midfielder in the Premier League rival Kante I think is Fernandinho okay so, so that leads us on to our number one yeah. Uh, my number one, I will tell you because my number one is someone you've already mentioned, which is Busquets. I think that was obvious. It's I only because I know you, and I've heard you talk about Busquets. You know I'm an it's like absolutely you are fucking in love with massive guy. fanboy of Busquets. Yeah, of course. So you're. Probably... I just I just want to just quickly, okay. and I know we don't want to overdo the honors, but can we talk about Busquets on what he's won as a player? He's won a lot. Let's not go into it because there's so many. The Liga, Cha- Copa won- del Rey, Copa del Rey, uh, Super Copa, Champions League, what, three times, four times, uh, Super Cup, FIFA Club World Cup. Internationally, he's won absolutely everything. He's won World Cup, uh, European Championship. Individually, um, never really, well, look, we've never seen Busquets nominated for a Ballon d'Or. We've never seen Busquets because usually it's the attacking players that get the credit. Nominated. Of course he is. Not nominated. Sorry, we've never seen him win a Ballon no, d'Or. No, no one's won a Ballon d'Or. Has, he, has he ever been nominated yeah, for a Ballon d'Or? Nominated. Yes, he has. Definitely. No. He has. He hasn't. Well, he has. He hasn't. He's never been nominated for a Ballon d'Or. Of course d'Or. he is. No, it's like, it's like um, Iniesta never won a, a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, because he wouldn't have. Because of Ronaldo Messi. Yeah, and that's, that's it. But no, he wasn't ever nominated. Nominated how, for FIFA FIFA Pro World that? Eleven, but other than that, no. Squads of the season, yeah. No, literally. What? Wow, there you are. I feel See, like you're wrong there. Seriously underrated player. Someone who's listening, uh, please fucking fact check that. But yeah, who are you? You must be wondering because my my top five: Edgar Davids, Vieira, Keane, Busquets. Who you guess my number one is? So who who was mine? Uh, Kante, Keane, Vieira, Makaleli, Busquets. Yeah. So who have you missed out? You haven't put Makaleli in your list. Mm-hmm. Are you guessing Makaleli? Well, I'll tell you it's wrong. You haven't put Makaleli in your list at all. Not my top five. Because I think Vieira was better than Makaleli. I don't know who who it'd be. My number one, Andrew Pirlo. Andrew defensive Pirlo. midfield. I know he's a, he's a defensive midfielder. Yeah, he is. By position, he, he is. but is he the defensive midfielders that we that we think of? Is well, he's he a is... central defense midfielder? 
we're not talking about who are the best central de- defensive midfielders who are most like Makaleli or something. No, we're talking about the defensive midfielders who are defensive midfielders. We're talking about players who played in the role. Of okay, why Perlo? Give me, give me, just give me some examples. Well, why Perlo? For me, as like, far as midfielders go, don't get me wrong, Perlo fantastic, but I think Andrew Perlo had it top to bottom. Like I think he oozed class like no other central defensive midfielder. Uh, sorry, sorry, central defensive mid. Why can't I say it? You can't say has words. ever done. Like I think he just like brought a bit of sexiness to the role. I think I always think of uh, Italy playing England, and I think it was the two thousand ten. World Cup, no, 2012 Euros. Yeah. And he completely destroyed you guys. Yeah. From that position. But he he destroyed us from more of an attacking point of view. Well, he was central. Yeah, but he was a defense. If you look at. He plays a low lying role in midfield, but he doesn't. Defensive midfielder. But he doesn't play a role that is defensive. Do you know what I mean? Well, I disagree because Andrew Perlo, you know, he could. He would be everywhere. Like, he wasn't the paciest of players. But he could pop up anywhere. His crosses are inch perfect with his free kicks, his long free kicks. His sh- he was a free kick master. Um, and he was amazing at man marking. Absolutely phenomenal at man marking. If you look at yeah, when he played at Juventus as well, he was a genius at that. And AC Milan. I but don't see don't Perlo as a that. defensive midfielder. He is though. Like as a defensive the fact, player. Though, do you know like what I mean? You don't see him. As I, a I see. Don't get me wrong. I know he's a defensive. I know he's a he's a like I yeah, said. I know, low, I but I don't mean. see him as a defensive player. I know you mean. Perlo's attributes are attacking. Those yeah. are his best attributes. Okay, but the fact that you don't see him as a defensive midfielder is one of the reasons why he's my number one. Is because he played in that position, but he was so effective. What he done, his passing was so great. Like he would barely misplace a pass. More so than Chavi. So. Are we right? Okay, look at his AC Milan time. Hmm. Who is his partner in defensive midfield? What do you mean his partner? Who who would he play with in midfield if he was playing the defensive role? Seedorf uh, and Gattuso would be more Gattuso. So Gattuso would be the defensive uh, well, that's player. If Gattuso was playing, like otherwise, Andrew Perlo would. It, it was, Juventus. Yeah. Who would be his partner in Juventus? Well, while he was at Juventus, yeah, uh, Macchio. And the, but that Marquisio, so Marquisio is the more defensive player at the two. Of course, but Pirlo played just in front of the defence. And also internationally, again, if he's playing, probably Marquisio's his partner. In, I don't, yeah, I don't what I'm getting at is more that he's, his partners were the defensive players, whereas he okay. was more the player who he would... The, he was the centre defence midfield. I know what you're saying, but the fact that Marquisio by, and Gattuso uh, 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 are more of the ball-winning midfielders who are making those gross challenges doesn't take away the fact that Perlo predominantly played in centre-defence midfield. Uh, my, my, it's, your, it's your opinion. Mm. My, my point is that my list is full of players that played defensive midfield. So they, they, what are you on about? they, had, the, <laughs> they had attributes. I, I don't understand why you would pick a player who's Best attributes was were his. But Perlo is very well known for how good he was at man marking and reading the game, and just because just because he wasn't making challenges all the time, like who was it? It was Maldini who said, um, "If I've had to make a challenge, I've already done badly," because Perlo was amazing 
at reading the game so that he wouldn't need to do these tackles. He would he would just cut out the play. But then you would start including players like Scholes and Gerrard and No, that's not. Like look at any look at any like expert analysis on Perlo. On Google right now, if you want, they all describe him as one of the best central defensive okay, midfielders. When I when I put to you who his partners were in midfield, yeah. we described three different players who yeah. were all the defensive partner, yeah. the defensive player out yeah. of the two. Yeah. Which is my point. I don't we haven't done a list on the top five most defensive central defensive midfielders. No, we've, we've done, done a list on top, top five, five central, central defensive, defensive midfielders. midfielders. So and players who play... Perlo played. Oh, no, I understand what you're saying, but surely if you... I'm going to smack this mic on my head in a second. Surely if you're going to pick defensive midfielders, then you're going to pick players who can defend the best and also You've completely do the all-round job. You've ignored my point. Perlo didn't need to be a hard-tackling... Centre defensive midfielder. No, because Marquisio did it for him. Because Gattuso did it for him. Okay. But But that's my point. But they were playing in central midfield. So if you want to put Perlo in there, you've got to do Perlo plus Marquisio. You've got to do Perlo plus Gattuso. You've got to do do Perlo plus... What are you on about? What are you on about? That makes no sense. We're talking about the best CDMs. You're talking about how McLeary revolutionised the role. Okay, McLeary. I'm saying that Perlo brought a sexiness and a class to the CDM role... In the sense that he wasn't a hard tackling CDM. For me, he is like, like, no one has existed like him since. Okay. Because he was so good at reading the game. But if you it, to try and get you to understand my point, mm. Makaleli, who's his partner in midfield? What are you talking listen, about? Listen, listen to me, because no, it's like saying because he's the best striker of all time, and it's like, oh, I choose Ronaldo. Oh well, who is his right winger? No, that's not. Who's right? Tell me now. Yeah. Who's who's Makaleli's partner in midfield at Chelsea? Who's who's their central midfield partner? Uh, was it Balak? No, Frank Lampard. Right? Is Frank Lampard a defensive midfielder? No. No, Makaleli's playing that role. Yes. Right. Hear me out. Angola Kante at Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Angola Kante at Leicester. I go, and and I can go on and Golo Kante in France. Who's his partner? What Pogba. are you talking about? I'm I'm making a point. Kante is the defensive player at the two. Yeah. Right. I'll go on. Vieira. Yeah. Who's Vieira playing with? Uh, Perez over Mars. No. Petit in midfield. Yeah. Who's uh, Roy Keane playing with? Paul Scholes. So my players, mm. my players, and right up to Busquets, who's playing with Xavi or Iniesta, whoever, if he's in. In the France or uh, sorry, the Spain or the Barca side, fuck, he's that my right players now. are the defensive players in their team, so they're a defensive midfielder by oh, right. No, what are you on about? You've picked a player <laughs> who you like, who you like as a footballer, yeah, who, who played in CDM, who played in a low lying midfield position. He played. But he wasn't a defensive, defensive midfielder. He was a central defensive midfielder. I'd love to put this out to everyone. What was his position then? He was a midfielder. A central defensive midfielder. You can say he's a central defensive midfielder. midfielder? You can say he's a central defensive midfielder, midfielder? but did he did he do that role? No, because his partner did. did. He played. It's like it's like honestly, it's like saying someone who plays in a false nine striking role. So like uh, Firmino isn't a striker because he played in a false nine. Okay, are you telling me that Italy, yeah. Juve, um, 
AC Milan, Hang on. are you telling me that all of those played two defensive midfielders? What position did Andrea Pirlo... No, 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 no. You can, well, you can Google it. He's going to tell you whatever you want to tell you. You're going to... What, what, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not Googling uh, what position did Andrea Pirlo play in Google. Please tell me the answer I want to know. No, but what I'm saying is you're going to Google it and you can interpret however you like, but you watched these teams. Are you telling me that they played Players two defensive midfielders? in front of the defence. Like, it's all points to me being right. So you think Andrea Perlo's a better defensive midfielder than Ungola Kante, Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane, Claude Makaleli, Sergio Busquets? Yep. Okay. We'll move on from that because that's shocking. That's one of the worst opinions I've heard from you on this podcast. Well, it's shared by a lot of expert pundits. No, that's that's just because Alex on Hereford doesn't agree with it. No, it's not. It's because I've 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 said to you, do you are you are you agreeing then? By your, in your right. opinion, are Tifo you... Tifo a... football. Do you know Tifo football? I don't care about Tifo T- football. Well, Tifo football, one of the most amazing sport article websites yeah. out there. Like, genuinely one of the most insightful sports websites you can look at. So, this talks about exactly what you're saying. Sergio Busquets and Andrew Pirlo each define different interpretations of the deep midfield role. I'm not saying... Yeah, this is what I said. It's I said he's a, he's a deep... No, it's not. He's a low-lying midfielder. You're saying because he wasn't amazing defensively means he's not... Set, this. No, I'm saying because he wasn't amazing defensively... Central defensive midfielder. I'm saying because he wasn't amazing defensively, how can he make your list above all those players who are amazing defensively for example, Busquets, but also fantastic going forward. Because I don't define the central defensive midfield role just by defending. But that's not what I'm saying. How can you say that Perlo, because he's so fantastic going forward or so fantastic at dictating play, that he is better than someone like Busquets who can do everything? So could Perlo. But he didn't do it. He didn't do the defensive side. I feel because like he, he had never a part Perlo. I feel like you've never watched any of these players. What are you talking about? Right, so my point my, my point, point is... My point is backed up by, like, some serious expert analysis. That's fine. Like, I'd love to hear other people's opinions on this because it would be great. Who? But you, are you... Who are we asking? I just Tom wanna, Jordan? I, no, I just want to... I just... I want to ask you, do you... Are you saying, then, that Italy played with two defensive midfielders? Holy fuck. I'm asking you a question. What do you mean? Answer it. I've asked you a million questions did, and you just keep saying that's did, the worst opinion I've ever heard. Did they, did they play two defensive midfielders? Is that what you're saying? What, what, did they play su- two CDMs? I've never said that. But that's what you're saying because Marquisio obviously played that no, role. No, I didn't say that. I said that Perlo played in front of the defence, which is defined as a central defensive midfielder. So was his role Marquisio a central defensive midfielder? Was a central midfielder. Simple. So, so what, sorry, Marquisio is not a defensive midfielder. Is that what you're saying? He wouldn't always play central defensive midfield. I'm done. That's me done. What do you mean? That's me done. Let's move on. We're gonna. We, we can argue that this. Is, or we that can, is the Piers Morgan way no, of arguing. We can I'm argue done. this. We can argue ne- this. No, but next thing you're saying is you're a snowflake. You like, are a snowflake. I've watched Juventus all my life. I've seen Marquisio play in front of Perlo. Yeah, but he's played yeah, central midfield but that's not a the lot point. of his career. Yeah, but the fact is, you just said I'm done after I said Makiso played in central midfield. No, you, I'm done because your argument was that Perlo may uh, only played central defensive midfield, but Marquisio, because it suited your point, only played, oh, it. played central midfield. What are you talking? All about? of a you sudden, said, did Italy play two 
central this is, midfield. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. It hasn't gone too far. It's gone too far. The, the, my point is, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not my my argument. I've my argument a lot as well to back up. My congratulations. Opinion. My my argument is it's not. not congratulations. congratulations. My argument. Yeah, but if you call someone out saying that's the worst opinion I've ever okay, heard. Okay. My I argument is in Keane below Vieira, but I don't because it's a respect for. But my argument isn't that opinion. he's never played central defence midfield. That's not my argument. My argument is that is. how did you put him in there when there's. The, your typical archetypal defensive midfielders yeah. and about four, five, six, seven, eight, What's nine players. What's a defensive midfielder? A player yeah, who but, can defend, right. so you play. So you yourself because you said earlier the Makaleli revolutionised the role, role yeah. and changed it. Well, I'm arguing that Perlo is unique and literally, like, I have a website here, Tifo Football, one of the most recognised sports websites out yeah. there completely backing my point up By and yours at the same time saying that Sergio Busquets has revolutionised okay the difference is I didn't get my opinions from someone who's wrote something I, I got my opinions because I, I formulated them I literally just googled it but I got my opinion history but, the, but these are my opinions based on players that have played a defensive midfield role you're going from a Perlo player who you like as a player you know, the difference and is, who happened to play a low-lying you know, midfield big role. Big difference is you've said your opinions and I've respected it. I've said mine and you're trying to stoop low and say, oh, you've, no, got, I, your, you've got your opinions from the internet. I'm, very, I'm very shocked that you would put Andrea Perlo as your number one Why? all-time defensive midfielder. CDM, central defensive midfielder. Central defensive midfielder. Yep. Why? That's what I'm shocked at. That he played in that position. Most I'm of baffled career. by that. Why? Because it. I, I. This is the thing. I can't. I can't keep. I can't keep going on because it will go, it will go on forever. I'm baffled by it. I can't believe that you're baffled. By that's it. fine. But that, that's okay. That's my opinion. We're not going to agree. I, I think that a lot of people will agree. With you me. have him above bus Busquets. I do, because I think he. I've already said it. I've already said why. I don't need to keep repeating myself. No. What's next? Please tell me of something better than you arguing with me over my opinions. It's not. It's two lies and the truth. No, it's not. It's the football name game. Oh, my favourite part of the show. Your favourite part of the show. So, I don't know whether you I know. I I said that convincingly enough. No, you didn't. I hope... There's two lies and the truth with football names. It's five lies... Four lies and one truth. Yeah. So, Alex pretty much finds a weird footballer's name. Yeah. And makes up four others, and I've got to guess it. Yeah. Because this is a quiz show. The football name game has a theme this week. Okay. Just like my two lies and a truth. This week's theme is animals. Brilliant. Okay. Yep. So, five footballers. Mm -hmm. One's a real footballer. Yeah. Four are made up. Mm -hmm. The first one. Go. American centre half, Todd Toad. Todd Toad. Todd Toad. Oh, fucking hell. What's the next one? Footballer number two. Former Crawley midfielder, Mickey Monkey. <laughs> okay. Number three. German footballer, Peter Panda. That's fucking... You made that. Next one. Number four. Norwegian fullback, Seth Sloth. So they're all... The same letters twice. And number five is Australian soccer player Chris Crocodile. 
We have Todd Toad, <laughs> Mickey Monkey, well. Peter Panda, Seth Sloth, that last one and Chris Crocodile. Is so lazy. <laughs> Aust- what Australian fucking person is going to be called Chris Crocodile? The Australian soccer player. His surname's normally known Chris Crocodile. So surnames normally. Do you know that they normally come from ancestries? Uh, occupations yes so like smith yeah and chris's blacksmith great grandfather was a crocodile baker like somewhere along the line one of my ancestors was known for being a baker an actual baker yeah and and one of chris's ancestors was known as being a crocodile in no point in history this chris's great great grandfather was a crocodile well either chris's great grandfather was a crocodile or seth's great grandfather was a sloth yeah or peter's Peter's great grandfather was a panda, or Mickey's was a monkey, or Todd was a toad. Oh my god! Which one are you going for? Can I pick none of them? You can't. Um, I can't believe one of these is true. One of them's a real name, a real footballer. I think Ted Toad. Uh, that's Todd Toad. <laughs> Todd, as American centre half, Todd Toad. You're yep. going with that one. Yep. The real footballer. Is the German footballer Peter Panda? What? <laughs> That's like a double whammy. Not only has he got the worst name in the world, and it's his second name is Panda, <laughs> but it sounds like Peter Pan. I know it's great, Peter it, Panda. He, he could have got bullied by all angles. I think he was People like a director did. of football recently as well for like Leverkusen or someone like that as well. So he's still in the world of football, I think. Why are most weird things German? Why are most podcast? weird things on this podcast? I guess. So we find them. I'm guessing this is a good segue into Two Lies and a Truth. It's a good segue into Two Lies and a Truth because my theme for Two Lies and a Truth is also animals. animals. Good. Do I have to um, not kill myself while doing You have to try. Thing? You have okay. to at least try. Because last one was a struggle. Why? Could, can you just recap on what last, the last one was? What, the football and game? No, the uh, Two Lies and a Truth. I've told you before, mate. I just blanked them out of my fucking memory. Who's Mertens? Drew's uh, Mertens. Yeah. Yeah. I always say I've blocked them out and then I remember them. I know. It's because I'm, these... I'm offended that my brain has given up. It retains it's this pushed, information. It's pushed something important out and instead of remembered <laughs> that a rat has scored a football You've goal. forgotten your dad's birthday, but now you know. Now I know. Now you know Drew's Mertens yeah. gets slapped by an old by lady. An old woman, yeah. Right. Two lessons of truth. This is where I give you, Baker... I don't even and the audience, to to anyone anymore. three stories, two of them are lies, one of them's true, in the world of football, let's go. Story number one, what the fuck part two. A rat once scored a goal for Romanian side, <laughs> FCM Bacau. Why are you doing that one again? This incident happened 19 years ago and the local that? fans remember it fondly. Why are you doing that again? That's what the fuck part two, a rat once scored for a, a goal for a Romanian side. And the incident happened 19 years ago, and the local fans remember it fondly. What do you mean, part two? Part two. Part one wasn't even true. Story number two. Fuck Easy God. Tiger. This is shit. That's a match was abandoned in India back in 2007 after a tiger entered the field of play and ate one of the Mumbai FC players. Oh, fuck me. I... I hope the next A match was abandoned in India back in 2007 after a tiger entered the field of play and ate one of the Mumbai FC players. So the next story is true. The next story is true then. Story number three. So the next story is true. (laughs) Anyone listening, what Alex is about to say is the true story. Here's the... 
He is the true story to two lies and a truth. Story number three. three. An elephant never forgets. The Free State Stars of South Africa's Glad Africa Championship awarded an elephant their greatest honour of loyalty. The elephant has been present for every home game since the club was founded. Oh my God, one of these is true. One of these is true. What do you mean that elephant's present? How can the elephant be present? Have they just cut out 60 seats for him to sit down in? How have I not hit... Is that fucking rat story true? <laughs> I don't know if we could handle it. We've got... How can an elephant be present? Either a rat scored a goal for a Romanian side, either a tiger oh ate a player God. on a pitch, or an elephant is the uh, most loyal fan of an African, a South African championship side. I've got to stop watching football. It's 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 like when when we do two lies and a truth, it's the equivalent of 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 searching the dark web. Yeah, I, the I, internet. I'm I always impressed like that I come up with it. Just the most ridiculous. It makes you realise how global football is. Yeah. That shit is happening everywhere. A but fucking elephant. Sometimes I get people write in with the stories and they and they'll they'll say and a lot of the times it's things that are good. But I know you would. I I know you'd guess it. Yeah, sometimes I get people write in for like the twat list, direct to me on Twitter, and they're just the most. They're really obvious. They, no, it's like it's always like ah, oh, um, Firmino, and now I mess him back being like, what's he done wrong? He's like he scored against my team. Oh yeah, and it's I'm like mate. If anyone wants to hold a grudge here, it's me. That's but my so, fault. So some people have. I've written in with some good ones. We've we've featured some good ones, but yeah, this one was. Always write in, by the way. You can re- reach us on well, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, do. everywhere. So, but which one are you going to rule out first? Either the rat. So to... that's what the fuck yeah, part yeah. two. A rat once no, scored decided. a goal. I've decided. So we've got the rat story. Rat story. Uh, we've got a tiger story. Tiger ate a player. The elephant. Elephant is the most loyal. I'm going to rule out story one. I'm going to rule out story number two. I'm going to rule out story number three. And I'm hoping there's a fourth this week. Is no, there's fourth? no fourth story, but I can come up with one if you want. Story number four. A seagull once picked up a Norwegian goalkeeper and carried him to a different pitch where he played and kept a clean sheet. Right, there you go. Uh, you've just witnessed live how Alex manufactures his stories. You now know that he doesn't... Oh, we, don't ha- we don't outsource this to a mental patient it's in strange me. ways prison. It's me. He does it. So I'm gonna rule out um I'm gonna rule out the elephant. Yep. So that one's gone. And I'm gonna rule out the rat. <laughs> the story rat. number one wasn't true, so story number two can't. Unless you've somehow found a rat story. Wait, so a you're going with the tiger one? A, a rat can't score a goal. A rat can't score a goal. <laughs> a rat can't score how can a rat physically fucking score a goal? <laughs> Even if the ball bounced off the rat, it wouldn't have enough impact to to divert to the goal. It's fuck it's 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 physically impossible. Right, okay. Right, let's go through this. You don't think it's possible that a rat could score a goal? Um Like there's no the way. Story. I know the true story. There's no way. Wait. Wait, say that story number one again. A rat once scored a goal for a Romanian side, FCM Baco. Ah, oh, bollocks. 
This incident mate, happened my, my 19 mate, years ago, and the local fans remember it fondly. Yeah, my mate Bruce Lee sent me a news article earlier in the week, and it was mice <laughs> who were who were contained in little little electric cars, the size of their body, and the scientists were getting them to play football, but he was using a little mini ball. Okay, I could if I can help you out. It's and not that. Eventually, the mice learned how to drive the cars, and they were playing football in the cars. No, they weren't. I I can send you it. <laughs> I, I mean that's genius, but that's so not what not, I'm referring to. No. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm going with the. This is a real pitch. This is a real game. This is a real rat. I'm go. Yeah, I'm going with the the tiger story. So you th- wait. You think a tiger came onto a, mate, a pitch and ate a player? Mate, it's fucking India. Mate, it's <laughs> so, India. I mean, there are tigers the in India. And, the health and safety doesn't exist there. So you're going to go with Easy Tiger? That is a match was abandoned in India back in 2007. After a tiger entered the field of play and ate one of the Mumbai FC players. And just so uh, going forwards for the for future podcasts, Alex has promised he's not going to do the. You'll find out. No, I won't. The absolute trick. We're just gonna just don't do it anymore. No, I won't. The answers at the end of the show. Okay. Answers at the end of the show. Yeah. Thank you. That's it now. Twat. What? It's your turn to fuck me off. Uh, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Um, I think, though, that, to be fair, I was speaking to a few people about the twat list um, who asked me how I actually come up with it. Uh, when I actually asked if I take acid. Mm. But to be honest, I think it's easier than people put it out. And they were a bit annoyed at the more ham ed one. And one People were annoyed people, at that? Yeah. Thank you. So I've tried Thank to make it a bit you. easier for now on. Okay. Dumb it down a bit for all the dumb people listening. All um, the normal people. Yeah. So twat list is three clipped, uh, cryptic, three cryptic clues. And I basically name someone who I deem a twat in the world of football for doing something in particular. Um, I'm now realizing, uh, looking at this, I don't remember how to, how to, uh, say this person's name so hopefully i can get it as well so clue number one is um awesome my dad is a policeman and i once had my heart broken by a girl called lisa so got it how have you got it got it you couldn't have got it i got it i bet you haven't got it i bet i've got it okay wait Uh, i'm gonna write it on my phone I'm going to message you it. Don't look at your phone. Why? I need to Just see to, if you've no. messaged me it, though. What's, why are you messaging me? No, I'm going to message you why who I... Why are you I, messaging me if I can't read it? I'm going to message you who I think it is, so you've got a timestamp on whether I've actually got it or not. Okay. But I've still got the other clues to read out. Okay, put your phone down. Oh, wait, is your your clues on your phone? No. Okay, cool. I'm going to... Okay, so I'm messaging air, you. I'm going to... Um, Talk now about uh, my favourite. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, clue number two. So clue number one was my dad's a policeman and I once had my heart broken by a girl called Lisa. Clue number two is I need to deliver this guitar amp this direction on the compass, but it weighs so much I just don't think I have it in me. So wow. I need to deliver this guitar amp in this direction on the compass 
but it weighs so much i just don't i don't think i have it in me okay okay i, I don't get what i meant with that no i don't because i think i know who it is but i don't understand wait but it's a good start no i do know i do know okay yeah, i get it now no it's, so it's really great when you don't know no it's because uh i it's yeah uh clue number three i can't be bothered getting a new house i'm happy with my hut yes it's little but your house is little too yeah i got it i'm looking at my phone no don't. you haven't got it why do you think you've got it i have got it you haven't i have you haven't i just read your message yeah i've got it i'm reading your message okay i've got it no you've you've put okay you've you've messaged me saying clear balding yeah it is clear balding no it's not no i'm joking so clue number one, my dad's a policeman, and I once uh, actually, do you know what, I'll just recap. Do you, have you actually got it? Yeah. I'll recap the clues at the end of the show, but... Um, I didn't expect to, but do you know how I got it? If you got it, are you happy that you've got one? Yes. If, I don't want to know did how I, you Did got I get it. it last week? How did you get it then? I got it because got it I got week? your first clue. And once I got your first clue, then it was easy because I know that there's no other people famous enough in the world of football with that first name yeah shit I didn't think of that yeah you fucked it no I haven't well told you I was making easy for the dumb people like yourself so yeah thanks <sighs> I'm all ears Baker football skew uh, this way I go through some top stories in the in the lovely world of football that stuff that isn't as ridiculous as you find uh one thing i saw this week mate um kieran trippier yeah obviously moved from spurs to atletico for a ridiculously uh well a ridiculous bargain price yeah Boy, i thought so yeah yeah, insane i was listening to him on talk spot actually and they couldn't believe when they were talking about pochettino um and his current situation how he looks like he doesn't enjoy it yeah how can you be surprised when you sold like your best Best fallback. He was, he was your best fallback. No yeah, money. I agree. Best fallback. Invest somewhere else. Uh, so Trippier um, came out and said, Diego Costa calls me Rooney 10 times a day. He's the funniest player I know. Oh, that Diego Costa. What are we going to do with him? He's the funniest player I know. That sounds like he's got a happy mask on. He's crying behind it. Yeah. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You just know he's actually getting bullied. Diego <laughs> Costa's been bullying him. He's been bullied. Been... That's him saying, help guys, I'm being bullied. <laughs> Pochettino, please come get me back. Yeah. He's um, doing really well, Trippier. He is, yeah. Doing really so well. some Reddit comments about that from username huge underscore hog. Uh, still the most FIFA career mode transfer in recent years. Do you agree? I don't know. Like a FIFA career. You don't play FIFA career? No. Yeah, it's just like one you don't expect, but oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, it, it is in FIFA because because like typically Roma. British players don't go abroad, and Chris Morning to exactly, Roma is yeah. a, a classic example. So uh, Fat Walcott says the simulation is breaking down before our very eyes, and Klaus Trexner says it broke when Leicester won the Prem, which is true. It actually did. Yeah, that was the alternate universe. By the way, are Leicester going to win the fucking Premier League again? Probably. Probably. Uh, username Huffery says, yeah, I'm sure that's still absolutely hilarious after the fifth time each day. 
Bear in mind, Trippier said it happens 10 times a day. So whether that's an exaggeration or not, if you were called Rooney 10 times a day, that would... Trippier's definitely saying he's getting bullied. Yeah. Without actually saying... Do you ever that. see that uh, picture of Kieran Trippier leaving a club holding hands with Joe Hart? Holding hands? Yeah, it's the most surreal picture you'll ever see. Why is that surreal, though? It's so weird. What, just two guys holding Look hands? Look it up. Why? Because if anyone's... So anyone who's listening, just try and find this picture... Of Kieran Trippier leaving a club, it's like three or four o'clock in the morning, holding hands with Joe Hart. It's just odd. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Why is that weird though? I don't know. It just irks me a little bit. It makes me feel a bit weird. You're just a bit homophobic. Or no, I don't. Well, I'm not suggesting that they're gay, but I'm. He looks like Joe Hart's just helping him down the stairs. Why? Trippier's smashed. He he's not a child. <laughs> Well, he looks like a child compared he to He looks Joe like Hart. a tiny little child. That's yeah, what I mean. Like, uh, it just makes me feel weird. Got uh, someone pregnant when he was 14. And, you know, yeah. he's got like a 15-year-old son or something. But that's his stepson. That's his misbehaving stepson that he's trying to work at be, having a relationship with. Yeah. Uh, username The Cookie Train said, he said through teary eyes. Yes, so definitely. Someone agrees with me there. But so a very brave move from Kieran Trippier, I think, to move move over there. I think he probably could. Well, there was probably there was potential talks of going to Man United. There was potential talks of him moving within within the Premier League, and I think to go to Atletico Madrid, where it's kind of I don't know. It it seems like a bit of very clicky. I mean, similar players always they've they've stayed there for a long time. The manager stayed there for a long time. It'd be a very hard place to go into and kind of make an impression, but. He seems to be doing very well, and obviously Gareth Southgate's already commented on how impressed he is from Trippier's actual improvement defensively since he's been playing under Samirani. So, very impressive from Kieran Trippier, even uh, though he's getting called Rooney. I got and a clip bullied. here. Next okay. story, uh, Roy Keane. By the way, is, I love a Roy Keane. Roy Keane clip. He's the best pundit of all time. That's my opinion. And here's a clip. I'm back. Greenwood. 17, 17? Graham, that's how desperate Graham. he had Don't a goal scorer. He had, he had a goal scorer in Lukaku. He's a proven goal scorer at the highest level. He didn't want him. <laughs> so it, on his and that's on, been a smart decision to start the season without a, a replacement for him, wasn't it? That's fine, but my point that's, is, what you're no, saying is just get anybody. United. In. No, you said a goal scorer. I'm not but saying anybody. Do that. Go and get goal scorers. Just go and get Kane from Spurs. Easy. <laughs> you'll be you'll be popular with Spurs fans. <laughs> He's he's the best. But go and get Kane from Spurs. Easy. Then disarray. Go and get him. And it's it's the way. Go and watch the video of him like you've got Gary Neville. Graham Souness, obviously the lead presenter, don't know his name, Jose Mourinho, and Roy Keane on the right. Everyone else is in their upright, you know, professional Sky Sports presenter posture. Roy Keane has literally slumped down in his chair. He's like he's, in, like he's in some form of health and safety lecture that he doesn't want to be in. And he's just like, oh my God, go and get yeah. him. And it's the fact that he says, go and get Kane, easy. Easy, Right. Wait there, it's the way that they call him out and just be like, Spurs fans won't be happy with you. And they're all just staring at him, waiting to, for him to say something else in response. He just goes, what are you staring at? <laughs> On live TV. But but that is why that is why Roy Keane 
was such a a great a great player. He doesn't care what people think. He only cares about kind of what's what's true. So he's brutally honest. He's brutally honest to himself as well, and probably why he improved so much as a player. But Roy Keane is absolutely spot on. Yeah. Harry Kane should have been bought by Manchester United four years ago. Yeah. They should have gone to Tottenham with an offer that they couldn't refuse. There, I remember there being a, a potential. There was there was a rumor which you'll always get rumors, but there was a rumor of fifty million pounds. This is back when well, they sort should, of. It would be- 250 now well, I mean? comfortably and I remember thinking at the time and I remember tweeting it at the time go and get him for 50 million and I thought it was a mistake for us not to we've always done that sort of deal we've always gone and got the best British talent we've always got the best English players and the best strikers from the league so why not why did we pass up that option to get Kane and why did we not offer Daniel Levy more money than he could have refused for a 22 year old player at that point I've just pulled up, I just went on your Twitter and searched keyword Kane and on the 26th of August 2016 you said Kane is absolutely overrated. <laughs> well, that's bullshit. Yeah, I just made up. But going back on to Kane, I wish I had something like that. That would be great. I wish. I need Unfortunately, just, I'm just a big Kane you. bum boy and have yeah, been for years. I have been for so long. But, yeah, but, so he's, but yeah, he's spot on. And it's oh, almost all all of those pundits there, almost like oh you can't almost like you can't say that because you're going to upset people. And that's why Keane Fuck is off. so good. And that's why you have got to have play, people like that who's going to going to say that because it's the op- it's, it's so the painfully you expect. obvious yeah. that that Manchester United needed a Harry Kane mm. for well since Van Persie left. Yeah, definitely, and um, <laughs> I always love watching uh, reading the Reddit comments. Uh, username Paper underscore Zoe says, "I think Keane's just taking the piss of uh, Sunes here. Literally, now, not like he's literally taking the piss." That conversation between Neville and Sunes had been going on for about ten minutes. With Su- being in mind, Neville's a great pundit. Sunes though, uh, with Sunes saying the same thing over and over again, I watched it live. Yeah, and sh- I didn't realize until I read this comment, like how much he was doing that. Um, so S- Sunes essentially before that was making it sound easy, like you can just go out there and get a proven goal scorer. And what Keane is doing here, just to provide a bit of context, he was being flippant with a notion by suggesting Kane, and he's such a sarcastic man as well. So he was basically just being like. Well, go and get Kane then. Easy. Well, I think and he was I also saying board. something that yeah, it, was, your, it was obvious. Yeah, it was, why wouldn't you? You should have bought him years ago. But Rush Roy Keane saying, oh yeah, just go and get Kane then. Easy. What are you all staring at? Yeah. So he's taking a piss. And he's got a point. Um, but yeah, if you watch the video, someone, uh, <laughs> username, Sour Vagina Fungal Hive. Fair. Um, says, funny how Mourinho is just sitting there soaking it all in. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love Mourinho as a pundit. Because he's a, him and Keane are I think he'd be level, a good pundit, you know. level above everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Mourinho's one of the best managers of all time. Keane's the best captain of all time. And it's, it takes it takes moments like this for you to realise and to see Keane humbling just Graham Souness, mm. who is stupid enough to suggest... I struggle with Graham Souness Man personally. United should just buy a pro and goal squad. Well, his point, I think Souness's point was that we shouldn't have got rid of Lukaku. But Gary Neville's point was that, well, we had a player that didn't want to play for the club. So we got rid of him. The problem that both of them kind of escaped was 
that we got rid of him and had no backup on who. So Manchester United should not be a club that get rid of a player without knowing who we're going to fill that position with. We yeah. shouldn't be in that situation. And we were, and we have been, hence why we're going to get to January but and be, buy Mandzukic. Be careful, mate, because, um, you know, another 10 years of this and you'll just be a small club. You won't be the Man United of old. You'll be a new generation of fans who see Man United not in the way you do. So you haven't got a lot of I don't, time I for... don't think that's going to happen. No, but it could. But... It could happen. Because well, look, look, like, you know, there, there are teams in the Premier League right now, like Liverpool, they've never won a Premier League title. You know, during the 80s, they were huge. I don't, I don't know whether it will go on for that long. I think I know. I think Pep saying. Guardiola will leave City. Uh, yeah. I think Klopp will probably have his time at Liverpool eventually. And Well, that's, that's, that's why I love Keane, because why would Keane move to Man United right now? Why would Keane... I mean? The reason why Keane would move no, I mean like is because Tottenham aren't showing that they can get onto that next level whereas Man United. Man United aren't but Man United as a club have in the past doesn't that ma- so that that's the only matter. reason look that, if I'm no. if I'm a player and I've got no affiliation I don't support Man United I wouldn't not a chance in hell would I want to play for that Man United side I wouldn't want to go near and I would want to wait if I was a, pl- a player of Kane's stature you wouldn't move there I'd wait I'd wait to you see to how City. it all pans out and then if they look like they're going to challenge for a yeah. title, if they look like they're making the right decisions, then I'd go, but, right, but I wouldn't but touch them. But Sunes is saying like they should go out and buy him, but Kane would choose Liverpool. He'd choose City, he'd choose abroad. I don't think like, Kane would choose why anywhere. Would you Man United? I don't I don't personally think Kane would choose anywhere in the league. No, he wouldn't. I don't, if, other I, yeah. than Man United, because of just of the club that they are. But I think if Kane was going to leave, it would yeah. be a Real Madrid sort of yeah, type right. move. Definitely, he would. I completely agree. Well, we were talking uh, earlier on, uh, you know, about Bristol City and that game against Charlton where they scored the 98th minute win. And you yeah. were there, obviously, you mentioned with our close friend, Will, um, who is a Bristol fan, who yeah. obviously enjoyed that. Uh, you know, huge win for them. 98th minute winner. That's always dramatic. Uh, manager, it's Lee Johnson, isn't it, Bristol? Just to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> have you seen his pre- uh, him answering questions at the end? No. Oh my God, you are in oh, go on. for a treat. I'm so glad you haven't seen it. No, I haven't. And for anyone listening, I'm so glad you get to hear this. And if you can't understand it, I'll explain it afterwards. But I'm just going to show All I've it. seen is the replays just of... Just uh, get ready. Of Brandon stacking it. Just... Stacking it in the... Yeah. But, we'll t- yeah. but anyway, um, just get ready for okay. this. Because it is... You know you get those moments in life where you're lying in bed... And you remember something so cringeworthy, you just, you all of a sudden, you're completely awake. Like, um, because you're like, why did I do that? Like, naming Perlo as your, like, number one defensive midfielder. Oh, just don't. Right. So, anyway, without you ruining the show again, uh, ready? Circumstances, but um, to finish like that, it makes me really, really uh, excited for the future and proud of the players. Speaking of excitement, better than sex? What the fuck? <laughs> what has he done there? What has he asked him? So this reporter has said, um, you know, speaking of better things, uh, Lee, is it better than sex? But it's the way he goes, better than uh, sex? Like he couldn't think of 
And Lee Johnson's reaction just raises his eyebrow like, what the fuck are you What's talking just about? Oh my God. That guy who's asking questions is employed professionally to ask those questions. Yeah. Just, um, just to make that clear. Uh, the guy who asked it is employed by Bristol City. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yep. He's, he is Bristol City's TV. Lee Johnson not long ago getting out of a little Audi A1. It's quite cute. It's the, to Just be honest, done his shopping in Smith's. It's his wife's car. Sure. An Audi A1. It's cute. I mean, I you need to check his hard drive if he's if that's his choice of car. It's quite cute. Is it better than sex? Is it better than sex? Is it better than... That, do you know what that leads me He's to think? That leads me to think that that, that that reporter's never had sex. That reporter hasn't slept since he's asked that. He's not had sex, so he's asking Lee Johnson. Right, this is a good opportunity to find out a little bit about sex. <laughs> Imagine asking a championship manager about sex. Is it better than sex? Uh, no. What okay. Do you think so Lee how Johnson do I have to, sex? Yeah, what do you think Lee Johnson to come and say? Like, oh no, to be honest, I shagged my missus earlier. It wasn't that good. Like, I can't believe this. Do you want to know the size of my cock as well? Brilliant. You're going to watch that later. No, no. I'll never watch that again. It's all over, I think. No. At the end of the long and winding... Oh, you get to find yeah. out the... Uh, we get to find out the stuff. The stuff. So, to recap on the show, we've talked about our favourite all-time CDMs. We've found out that there is a real footballer called... Peter Panda, who used to play in Germany. Uh, there wasn't a real player called Chris Crocodile or Todd Toad, unfortunately. The two lies and a truth. I'll recap the stories. The first one was What the Fuck Part 2. That's leading on for last week's What the Fuck. Once again, a rat once scored a goal for Romanian side, FC Bacau. What if I just made a noise like that all of a sudden? You could. The incident happened 19 years ago and the local fans remember it fondly. The second story was Easy Tiger. This is the one that you went with. A match was abandoned in India back in 2007 after a tiger entered the field of play and ate one of the Mumbai FC players. Story number three was An Elephant Never Forget. That's the free state stars of South Africa's Glad Africa Championship awarding an elephant their greatest honour of loyalty. The elephant has been present for every home game since the club was founded. Do you want to know the answer? Um, well, we're going to tell everyone on next week's episode, didn't we? We're going to roll over. So going on to Twatlist. No, we're not. Uh, we're going to do it this week. I just, I don't understand. You're going to want to know the answer. Yeah, I do, I do and I don't. I do and I don't. I don't and I do. Because... The because, answer. Because none of them can be true. To this week's Two Lies and the Truth is... Oh it's the fucking rat. A rat once scored a goal for a Romanian side, FCM no. Bacau. This incident happened 19 years ago, and the serious? local fans remember it fondly. In Are fact, in fact, in fact, it happened twice. Right, no, I, I, right, this better not be a fucking cheat. It better not be that uh, a football player held a rat in his hand and <laughs> calmly kept the way, pushing it into the ball. That would be this just is as stupid. weird. <coughs> this is fucking stupid that would be just as weird <laughs> a footballer would carry a rat this is stupid uh, so how can you go from it being an untrue story last the week the rat after scoring that goal went on to sign google rat football true story the rat 
went on to sign for West Ham United and played 15 times. No, he didn't! With 113 appearances for Romania. Razman Rat. Razvan Rat. He's got it. Bastard. <laughs> He's got you it. Cheating bastard. Razvan Rat you scored twice. Bogolide prick. <laughs> That's cheating. It's not. A rat scored a goal and it happened, and the fans remember it, remember you it fondly. Grasping at straws, weasel. That is. Oh, I'm just a bit of you got me. Yeah. Don't. Are you allowed to do that? I think so. Because nothing I said wasn't. A lot, it was true. For a story about I just wanted a rat true. to be true. I'm surprised I remember who Razvan Rat is. I, well, he only made 15 appearances in the Premier League, so you've done well. But one of Romania's top all time. Well, I do know my football very well, hence why I chose Andrew Pearl as my number one. Moving on to uh, twat list. That demonstrates that Mate, you don't. You, uh, you reckon you got the answer? You I reckon I've me. got it. Oh, actually, I haven't seen what you replied because you looked at it. Uh, yeah. What did you say? So, do you want to re- recap through your clues? Yeah. You can read out what I said, though. You said, you're boring not can listening you, to you. Zzz. <laughs> That was that was while you were talking about Roy Keane. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Just I honestly wasn't listening. Oh, fair the first time I hear what you were saying is when I listened to this. Do you want to recap your clues? Yeah. So uh, basically, um, uh, twat list. Uh, I had clue number one. My dad is a policeman, and I once had my heart broken by a girl called Lisa. Clue number two. In fact, do you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix this up. I'm going to say the clue, and you're going to tell me where it is. Okay. Clue number one. My dad is a policeman, and I once had my heart broken by a girl called Lisa. The girl called Lisa is Lisa Simpson. She's from The Simpsons. The person in question's dad is Chief Wiggum, Mm -hmm. and the person we're looking for is Ralph Wiggum. Right, okay. Ralph. Whenever you rip on Twatlist anymore... Yeah. You seem to be getting them. No, that was that was right? that was that clue was fine. I get okay. I understand that. Clue number two. I need to deliver this guitar amp in this direction on the compass, but it weighs so much, I just don't think I have it in me. So you need to deliver it down south. Yeah. It's an amp and it weighs a ton, so it's yeah. Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. These are fine. I understand what them. What do you mean? That's people can get these. What you Think that's fine? Yeah, that's all right. But more ham ed isn't. <sighs> I don't get what your fucking parameters are. And what was the last one? Can't be bothered getting a new house. I'm happy with my hut. Yes, it's little, but your house is little too. Hassan Hootel. House. Hassan Hootel. Hootel. So the answer is, do you want to tell the audience? It's Ralph Hassan Hootel. It's Hassan Hootel. Hassan Hootel. It's Ralph Hausenhutl. Ralph Hausenhutl. So, obviously, Southampton, manager Southampton, famously the manager of the biggest away victory of all time and joint biggest victory in the Premier League now with that 9-0... Biggest loss, you mean. Don't give him that credit. That's Brendan Rodgers' credit you're taking away. I said away loss. No, you didn't. I mean, this is recorded, so you can't... I said who's on the other end. Oh, you might have done that. Yeah, you... Uh, so anyway, that is my twat can. of the week, and you know he's probably not a twat, but I mean you're a bit of a twat. Did you see his post-match interview? No, what did he say? It was it oh, was tough to watch. He, he completely took the blame. He took the blame, 
and it was tough to watch because Jeff Shreves it was almost kept poking him. It was like poking him and poking him. He's like, okay, but surely this isn't acceptable. Yes, I take full responsibility. So what? And he just kept pushing him to try and say something. And he was like, and by the end of it, I think he probably just had enough. And he was like, no, I take full responsibility. No, it's not acceptable. And he kept saying, is this acceptable? Like, no, fucking course it's not. We lost 9-0. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. And, you know, he done a great job at Leipzig, who... Um, is is Leipzig the team with uh, I can't remember his name now. Team of Werner. Goals in thirteen games. Team of Werner. You're thinking of um, Salzburg, isn't it? Yeah, Red Bull Salzburg. I always mix them both up because they're Red Bull teams. Leipzig's the one where the Ethan Amsterdam's on loan, isn't it? Yeah. And Haaland, Haaland, Erling Haaland. Is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah. Who's he play for? Salzburg. Oh, does he? Yes. He's a good player. Yes. Fucking hell. But yeah, no. I yeah, think. that's my twat of the week. So, what, but why is he a twat? Uh, he's a really nice guy, I think. But I think you you deserve to be on the twat list for a week He'll for be losing nine now. No, to be fair, he's got Man City next, which is just really unfair. Really unfair. What's interesting is, I think, you look at the way that team collapsed, but they also had a man sent off against United at home, and it ended one all. Yeah. Earlier in the season. So do you want to say anything? So I, what I'd say is I think cr- bigger credit goes to Leicester than than to really give all the put all the blame on on Southampton because I th- I think Leicester were fantastic. So do you think have you got anything you want to say to your mum now before we finish? Before we finish, uh Mum, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for the ratings. Christine. Thanks for the ratings. Oh god, I'm gonna have to tell her that it doesn't happen. No, it, shut up, mate. I've already oh. told her. Yeah. She's already heard it. No, we appreciate it. And thanks for everyone tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, obviously, guys, honestly, whenever you want, drop us a message on our Twitter, on our Instagram page. Our handles are in the description. We're always open to suggestions, any ideas for twat list or two lies on the truth or whatever. You know, we're always keen to give out shout outs. Um, yeah, we are. And obviously... Keep an eye on our fantasy league. Keep having a check up. Me and yeah. Baker uh, we'll refresh how people have been doing next week. We'll do it next week, and we'll give you some more tips. But I, I think you'll be interested to find after this week how far apart me and Baker are going to be. And well done to anyone who put Vardy, Perez, or Harvey Barnes, Chilwell, the lot of them. Your geniuses, and I hope you enjoy your Nobel prizes until. Next week, everyone, it's been a pleasure. Go, absolute pleasure. Signing out. We should go now. Au revoir. Madripoor. Thank you. Right, put your trousers back on now. That rat scored a good one. Stepping, it's all over. It is now.